Hello friends, thank you so much for joining yet another episode of Share the Well. Today we're going to be talking to Johns and Abhilash, two of my very good friends, uh, about the revelations and the report that came out about Ravi Zacharias. I know many of you are influenced by him and more, many of you, in fact most of you have been affected by the revelations that have come out, so we want to um understand what this means uh not specifically the events surrounding ravi uh, those are past i think we are all happy i guess that the truth has come out uh not because you know we want some salacious material about somebody who we respected that's not i don't think that's the point i think the point is that truth is out um there are certain implications right um because of this how how does god work in these situations i mean that's something that we have been uh trying to understand uh through all this um i'm sure, you know we are confident that it's the spirit of god that's moving in and bringing all of these things in some sense to an end but what does that mean for us as uh, followers of jesus christ uh what implications does this have what are the areas that we can really um uh in some sense live in the light instead of uh working in the shadows or working the works of darkness as it is described in the word of god so abilash johns and i we explore some of these topics uh right now we have two episodes most likely we're going to have more um you know maybe a couple more episodes to kind of fully process this and people have had so many questions at least the friends that i know of have many questions uh around the implications and trying to find some answers in the word of god and also as we converse with one another you know end of it all we need to you know um exit the conversation with hope exit the conversation with lessons uh that can be applied in our own lives and uh, that we can uh, avoid such trenches and traps that the evil one will lay for each one of us uh we are no different from him uh, he's no different from adam the old adam but we have uh, you know encouragement in the spirit of god in the word of god in the church of god in in true fellowship and so we want to explore this topic take a listen and i'll talk to you guys end of this episode I just want to say that you you you're going to hear my friend abilash start with a word of prayer i think that's appropriate uh it, it, you know it's it's challenging and difficult to work through some of this uh content and this context so i think it's appropriate for abilash to start in prayer so we're going to start we're going to start with prayer and then in the next episode we're going to end with prayer i think that's a fitting way to end uh this discussion okay i pray yeah father we thank you this morning that we can talk be with us as we speak and we uh ask that uh, you would enable us to speak with wisdom um to be aware of the sinful proclivities of our own hearts even in judging others or self righteousness or um struggling with the same kind of temptations that others go through and even ravi sakarias so we ask that we would speak with uh, kindness and sensitivity and that uh, the words that we speak would 
uh, be a blessing to those who hear we pray that uh, through all this we would seek not to uh, exalt our thoughts or our words or our uh, wise witty ideas but that we would exalt jesus christ who is truly worthy the only one who never fell who never sinned and we pray that even this uh, recording would uh, be would point many people to jesus christ the one who the only one who is truly trustworthy uh, so help us in jesus name we ask amen amen thank you guys um thank you abhilash so um just a little bit of structuring uh, i know john you you didn't want to go to certain places which is not productive right in terms of discussion right um, yeah yeah but, but 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 i think we should just go in the direction that the lord leads so we don't have to be afraid of any you know you know directions that the conversation goes into so yeah Got it. yeah yeah Okay, yeah. excellent. Excellent. So, as I normally ask, um, you know, why don't you guys briefly just tell about yourself so that, you know, sometimes people listen just first time when I send this out, they just listen for the first time and they don't know who they're talking to. So, um, you know, I request both of you to just briefly introduce yourselves so that people can, you know, kind of say, "Okay, this is Jots and this is Abhilash." So, go for it. Okay. Then um Thank you Don for the opportunity. Uh I'm Abhilash. I live in Bangalore and I am part of the huge machinery of uh the high tech and IT forces that uh, power much of this a good portion of uh, the world around us and that's a field that I work and that I enjoy. Excellent. Thank you Abhi. Oh and and I live here with uh my wife and two young daughters two girls we share the same <laughs> no <Sweet> pattern <laughs> yes we do <laughs> johns yeah yeah uh yeah thanks again for you know for this particular discussion you know because you know i mean i'm sure all of us have been processing this in our minds for a while so i'm i'm uh, i mean i'm i'm johns with uh, I mean, I've known Donald and Abhilash for, I think, uh, you know, for the almost for two decades now. So yeah, and uh, uh, you know, I, along with my wife, we work in uh, in the state of Orissa in India. We are, you know, you know, missionaries here among a tribal group, not a tribal group. There are many tribal groups in this area. So yeah, so we've been here for the last six years. We've got two children, uh, you know, a son and a daughter. So. Yes, yes. Um, and I just would just pass by and say hi. <laughs> <laughs> He said I would just pass by and say hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So um, we are talking, going to talk a little bit about um, Ravi Zacharias, not. the person because i think he's had a tremendous impact on us um you know over the years i i don't think we can deny that uh he has helped us think through some challenging kind of paradigms and perspectives i know you guys you know 
also have been influenced. So I want to understand what's been kind of the influence that he has had on you guys uh, over the years before we get into all the revelation and things like that, but what, what's been the impact? Well, um, if you ask me, uh, to be honest, his impact on me has been quite uh, incalculable. Uh, the best way I can put it is that a lot of my ideas about the faith, uh, some of the terms that I use uh, right now, uh, some of my core understanding of what God does through me, in me, through us, uh, some of those ideas have been formed by listening to Ravi Zacharias. In fact, I remember when I was, uh, when I had come to Bangalore newly for a job and um, I had got my first job and I used to, and with my first money, I had bought a motorcycle and I used to go to work every day. And I had one of those shiny new Apple iPods without screens in those days. And I had a huge uh, a collection of uh, Ravi Zachary sermons that I would listen to every day going forth uh, while going to work and coming back and going and coming back. And uh, some core ideas about the faith, about the person of Jesus Christ, about the, the Christian worldview, uh, what it means uh, in, a, in a sea of worldviews around us uh, were formed by listening to him. And I think even today, some of the words that I use are straight ideas that I have uh, imbibed in me by listening to him. So his uh, his contribution has been tremendous. I, I don't think it would change for as long as I live. It, it's it's a part of me right now. It's a part of me. Yeah. Thanks, Abhi. John. I think it would be quite similar for me also. I, um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, uh, and before I came to you know, believing, I mean, before I believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, I mean, I'm somebody who's tried out different belief systems, uh, you know, and, and I'm a, I mean, I'm quite skeptical by nature. So when I started exploring Christianity, uh, I mean, he was the first name that I was introduced to, you know, and a lot of the, I mean, almost all of the uh, you know, basis of why I believed, I mean, at least in the initial days, believed uh, the, the Christian faith to be uh, the faith that I should put my trust on would be based on his influence. Uh, you know, so, so I think it's huge. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I think as friends and brothers who come to discuss are very, I wouldn't, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, are very foundations that we've, that has been shaped by him in terms of the way we think, right? The way we perceive the world, right? It wouldn't be, would it be an understatement? I don't think so. No, I, th I think, yep, I think that's, that's true. Um, uh, I have never, um, uh, given uh, Ravi Zacharias uh, importance more than what is due, um, uh, it has never been excessive, but it has been it has been uh, truly good, and um, that, that's uh, that's who I am right now. 
yeah. yeah, that's why it has. <laughs> I have been shaped by his thinking. Yeah. What about you, Don? Yeah, I, I you know, um, if I hear the word apologetics, the equivalent of that is Ravi Zacharias, because um, I know we we grew up together in like similar circumstance, right? So for us, it's you know, I was introduced to I think the word apologetics because of him, right? Like defending the faith. right um and so yeah it's been tremendous for me uh i listened to him almost uh, i'd say about decade and a half now um i dropped off the last decade i'd say uh but the first decade and a half in my journey of faith remember i know we can drop names here right <laughs> lt uncle lt jayachandran uncle right um as soon as i came to christ he came to our camp and this was the year just after i had committed my life to christ recommitted my life to christ at 13 at 14 he actually came he spent like 3 4 days with us and he was shaping our thinking about apart and most of what he said went over my head those days but he was he was trying <laughs> to shape, <laughs> he was trying to shape us in terms of how we think this this is like you don't have to just believe in that sense but you have to believe but you can also believe and represent your faith well so that's that's been my journey um yes and i would uh, add to say that uh, ravi zacharias uh, taught me how to think not just what to think but how to think uh, with the mind that uh, can slice between truth and untruth between ideas that can stand and ideas that can fall so uh for that uh for better or for worse i am indebted to him for sure yeah i i mean not just ravi zacharias there are other good others uh, credible apologists but he is part of that uh troop of people yes right right yeah Uh, there have been other apologists i'm sure you know that yes. have influenced you guys right uh, yes. not just apologists but i think just overall authors yes right? yes yes okay there have there have yeah that's good that's good okay so fast forward to you know almost like um was it september 2020 right that he passed away or some were well, not september right uh, it was uh, sometime in 2020 right june in the middle middle yeah, of the year sure which month yeah. yeah yeah but he passed away and then all these revelations about some of the um uh what to say the you know the spa allegations start you know came out and then an investigation ensued uh, as authorized by the RZIM Ravi Zacharias International Ministries and then you know it was given to miller and martin i think and then they brought out you know an interim report end of 2020 and then we got the full report in february 2020 and we don't have the full view of that report right we can definitely attach that report for people who want to see but there there was this revelation about his um you know about his behavior that was inappropriate towards the women that he was getting quote unquote treatment from uh, in terms of massage and things like that because i think he in his messages often i've heard him that he spoke about his tight you know titanium rod that was there in his back because of excessive travel and things like that 
right? And those things were always dropped, right? We didn't know what was happening in the background, but they were dropped. So when that, when those things started to accumulate up, what was your reaction? I'm interested to understand what was your initial reaction when the Christianity Today article came out? What was your reaction when the interim report of Millen Martin came out and then the final report? And how were you guys processed from this deep impact that he's had to the revelations? I want you guys to kind of help process that. Uh, in my case, actually, I wasn't very surprised, um, you know, because I sort of saw some trends which, um, you know, were not very, uh, what's the word, you know, I mean, not very flattering. Uh, so when this came out, um, I mean, I was upset because of the influences had in my life. Um, but for me, uh, I was not su surprised at all because especially with the, uh, I think her name, uh, her name was Laurie Thompson, right? The, I mean, um, yeah. I mean, the way that was dealt was quite fishy. Uh, and I knew there was something going on, mm. um, um, you know, and I had already read somewhere that he uh, owned two spas and uh, I could not make sense of why a Christian leader would want to own spas. So putting those things uh, together itself, when it came out, I was like, okay, I mean, I mean, I don't like what I read, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's what, you know, went through my mind. So. Hmm. Thanks, John. Abhilash? Well, if you ask me, um, call me naive, but um, I was skeptical of the allegations. Uh, not because I thought that this man is infallible and this person cannot go wrong, but uh, and not because uh, he has had an influence in my life. That wasn't the reason. Uh, I was skeptical of the allegations because I thought here's a person who has got so many things right. So how could such a person get so many things wrong simultaneously? Uh, the, the two don't add up. Uh, they don't add up. Uh, either the first is true, false, or the second is false. But uh, they, they cannot, they apparently, or until then I thought could not coexist in a person like that. But, um, uh, but as the months progressed, uh, I started becoming skeptical um, and even the part of me did not want to believe him. Uh, another part of me was prepared to hear and uh, start accepting the truth that was out there over my truth that I wanted to believe. And like John said, as the allegations uh, unfolded and unfurled, I figured that, hey, there is something, there are things uh, that I don't, uh, I seem to understand, uh, but it looks like there are things that are being revealed and I should pay, pay serious true attention to it. Um, but yeah, it, this, this has been very hard to process. This has been so devastating. Um, yeah, I, I have had a, a whirlwind of emotions 
running through my mind right now i have been talking with my wife i have been saying hey uh, uh, how how can uh, these two things coexist in a person how can any wife ever trust her husband how can any person ever trust anyone so it ha- it has been a hard thing to process and even right now to be honest i i i i find it hard to process because i i need ideas in my head to fit clearly to fit in tight puzzles uh, the the gaps have to be filled in uh, and this is one area where uh, some things just are hard to uh, make sense of right now i i believe the truth that he is uh, what the allegations uh, and the report says him to be it's it's what i cannot understand right now is how could the same person have been living another uh, completely different life for uh, for such a long time for probably a few decades that's that's i, I cannot put the two together don what about you uh, how have you been processing this whole thing I, I, i'm curious to hear i have uh, i think i've dug deeper into you know i think we were offline discussing right do we have do we is this new right in the history that we have in in the bible right that was one question that i asked myself is this like because you know i agree with you guys it was so outlandish right in terms of the the what what is that the allegation it yes. seemed to kind of say what is this right is this some smear campaign because i think that's how it was kind of perceived to be right? it was seemingly a smear campaign against somebody who's been in you know quote unquote ministry for such a long time i i just couldn't like make sense out of it and um yeah so so i so going back to what i was saying is that i i want to really check in the bible if we did have some of these things that that we can say look is right here right and john's you pointed out to us right that that is a possibility right we can talk a little more about it of of this uh duplicitous kind of living right uh, on the one side it seems like you seem to be so powerful in your preaching on the other side you seem to be living a life that's exactly opposite uh that really does not comport i think that's the word that they used in the rzi <laughs> you know uh defense of him right when before when these allegations it right, doesn't comport right. right so i'm i'm still processing like you i don't think i've yet come to kind of uh, some sense some you know i think it's too close right i think just february that report came out and we are in march right now i don't think we are able to chance i don't know if there's something that really that hit home and that you didn't kind of you, you still kind of process i don't know if there's anything that I know you kind of expected it in some sense seeing the wave come but there's something that you're still stuck Johns for you is uh, there is there yeah. something that you're still processing right Yeah I think well, uh, one thing would be I mean as both of you said um you know you still are trying to make sense of um um uh, you know how you know I mean how did it go on for uh, such a long time uh, you know but then i think why it doesn't surprise me so much maybe is because 
you know i've had a season in my own life where i was you know quite active in ministry so to speak uh, you know where on the other side uh, you know i was accessing pornography online um, you know so so then i knew i was doing both um you know and i won't say that there was no guilt involved in the fact that i was accessing pornography but i almost stuck felt stuck in a loop um you know and 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 the fact that the reason you don't want to come out in the open is well everything is going fine why you know open the pandora's box and at some point in time you will get over this um you know and then it will be your past um you know and so you sort of try to somehow juggle both together and uh, because sin loves darkness and uh, sin has a very um, you know it you know it's like a world world pool right it just keeps dragging you you know deeper inside and you the deeper you go the less control you have you know over where you are uh, so maybe because in my past i have had a similar phase of life um yeah you know which is why i am not surprised that a person could live like that uh, but maybe the i mean the question that really is uh, you know or maybe i have only one question in my mind is that uh, what if a person like that ends their life without repentance you know without turning back because that's that's what we've seen in at least what we know in ravi's case uh, you know that seems to be what has happened where uh, you know we do at least publicly we haven't seen any repentance uh, you know so in such a person's life what happens does it prove that he never knew the lord uh, you know uh, and i don't know i think that's what i am you know i'm struggling with so mm. yeah <laughs> mm. yeah and and for me i think <laughs> as men I think we give too much credit to ourselves of what we can do. Uh and and not accept that we are weak. Right? At least for me in my own mind and in my own heart. Even after getting married I was in porn, in pornography. Till I actually confessed to Maya and wept on her shoulder and she was gracious to kind of say it's okay, right? It's okay for me. It's it's not okay to sin. but i forgive you right and until that time i couldn't get out of it right um you know not that i was like every day looking at it but it was coming back it was like these cycles and these seasons right and and finally i had to come out in the open and be open about it to maya and say maya i'm struggling with this uh and and you know that in some sense that that opening up by the grace of god and the spirit of god moving us to kind of just saying hey just say right uh, you you're going to go down this kind of spiral where it's going to get tighter as you go right in life and you're going to normalize this behavior and say this is it right so it took that effort but it was it was relieving and it was uh, you know it was freeing right for 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 me to your point john's uh, around you know we don't have to be defined by it right and and we are pressed by that guilt right abhi I don't know you have some thoughts around Yeah I was thinking of what John said said that uh, once you go down the whirlpool of sin um uh, you have less control over yourself right 
uh, and what we we don't realize is that the deeper we go uh, the longer it will take to come out because we think that uh, uh, no matter how deep we go uh, coming out is just uh, uh, the flip of a switch but uh, if it takes years to go down it eventually will take quite a while to come back all the way up uh, through a process of forgiveness and uh, real change that happens progressively so uh, i think that's also the fear that keeps us from coming out um, because we are expecting a quick change but that doesn't see that doesn't seem to be happening so um, we would rather stay in the whirlpool of sin uh, yeah this is this is a very heavy topic to this is a very hard thing to discuss because uh, we see yeah. uh, ravi zacharias and all of us right Mhm yeah, mm-hmm. yeah very very critical i yeah. think we have to kind of go that personal side sorry john go ahead yeah and i think also especially you know for somebody who's had a global ministry like him see see i, I you know i i sort of understand it in a very uh, you know local setting i mean my sphere of influence is is very local but even in that you have this deep rooted fear that if you were to confess and let people know uh, you know what would all these people who looked up to you uh, you know think about you and the faith and everything else so you must find some way to deal with it without letting it come out in the open um, you know so if that is those are the struggles that i dealt with uh, i mean i mean it would be fair to assume that he had a lot more at stake but the way sin fools us and deceives us is by as in abilash was saying is to sort of believe that if i keep quiet long enough it will i mean the sin will just go away um you know because in the end even if ravi zakaria tried to justify it by saying uh, you know it's okay nobody will know or you know look at all the things that the lord is doing through my life um uh, eventually his entire life you know you know i mean i mean now nobody is talking about all the great things that he did um you know the his the i mean the organization he built over many decades in a few months it's over you know it's finished you know and that's the that's the lie that 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 sin can tell us uh you know and at least for me you know i have lived like that so one of the things that i have to keep reminding myself keep drilling it into my system is that uh, no uh, you know sin will make you a slave so the faster you come out of it the better it is for you and everybody around you so you know. yeah the exit door is right beside you <laughs> right but you always worried about who's on the other side of the exit door right it's like you think that the world is now going to say whoa look at this dude right look at this guy um yeah i remember satyam guy you remember the satyam guy you know uh, the company satyam Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You remember that fell like overnight, right? Because they were fudging yeah, the yeah. accounts. Yeah. I still remember one of the statements he made. He said, "I was sitting on a tiger, and yes. I couldn't get out." You remember that yes. statement? Yes. Right. I was afraid that the tiger would eat me up. <laughs> right. That's a lie, right? When it comes to sin, right? Because living in the light 
is the thing that will actually extinguish the lie that you cannot get out. Right? That's right. A, that's a lie right. that right. Sorry, Abhilash, go ahead. No, 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 no. You're you're right, but and and you're right in saying that uh, that is a lie because uh, for uh, people like us and for people like Ravi Zacharias, there is forgiveness available. You can come out of this, and uh, you can change. There is forgiveness available, and that is a, a good message of hope that uh, we all need around us. Uh, you you can come out uh, from this cycle or get off the back of the tiger. Yeah. You you can you can find restoration, not just forgiveness, but you can find a new life, free from uh, bondage, uh, an eventual progressive and complete restoration is available. Yeah. Right. And what is this about this legacy, protection of legacy? I think that's also a lie. Right. We think that we have built something that we now have to, in some sense, protect, right? Um, I think that's also pretty much a lie, I think, because it's never you that has built, right? You know, you'd be kind of foolish. I, I'm not saying there's no effort built, but the, you know, if, if you understand what God told Abraham, when Abraham said, I'm not going to take one even shoelace out of the stuff that I saved from the, you know, Sodom, uh, you know, king. He said, look, I'm not going to take anything, right? Take, take all your stuff. I don't need it. Immediately, God said, I am your great reward. I am your shield and your great reward. So I don't know if there's, you know, maybe I, I've been thinking hard to kind of say, what am I building here? <laughs> because Christ is building his church I'm just a laborer. There's nothing of me and my legacy here. It, the legacy is the Lord. And so I think we kind of sense that, I, at least I, I, I've been kind of reorienting my brain. There's no, no legacy for me. It's the Lord is the legacy. And it is the Lord's legacy that will remain. Because you see, as you said, John, all of those things that the organization has, it's almost close to disappeared in a matter of months, which took him yeah. decades to build, right? So yeah. question for you guys. So as you're processing, processing this in your own lives, and John, you spoke about a little bit about, you know, how your experience kind of mirrored it. What other lessons are you kind of taking away or, or kind of processing in this, um, you know, through this, through this event? or the events that have unfolded? Mm, actually, plenty, um, you know. And um, uh, I, mean, I mean, I'll begin from, uh, you know, from the topic of legacy that you started. Um, you know, I think that's a great temptation we have, whether as individuals or as organizations, to leave a legacy what I feel, I, I mean, I might be wrong, but this is my present understanding, it might change later, is that uh, my legacy should never be about all the things that I have achieved. Um, you know, uh, like, for example, um, I don't know the exact verse, but I think it's First Timothy chapter 1, or is it 
the second Timothy chapter one. But anyways, where Paul, this is towards the end of his life, and where he where, where he says that, um, you know, I mean, I just paraphrase it. You know, uh, yeah. you know, he's he talks of himself as the chief of sinners, <laughs> and then he says that grace was shown to him so that the world might know, uh, you know, the in that way the saving grace or the saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, you know, and and in a sense, if I were to look at that verse, it's almost like Paul saying, "This is the legacy that I want to leave behind." Um, you know that when people look at me after I am gone, they will not look at me and say, "Oh, Paul, he's the one who built the church." Uh, no, I want people to you know remember Paul and said that, "Oh, look at that Paul." I mean the I mean the amazing grace of God was made manifest in his you know in this man's life, um, you know, and I think uh, you know I mean whether it be RZIM or the organization I work in or in or in my own personal life, I might mistake legacy as what people think of me, you know, or of my organization, and that's very dangerous because. If I am always worried about what people think of me and if, of my organization, well, I am a sinner. You know that is that is one of the foundational truths about my life. And if I, if for me that is very important to maintain the idea of what people think of me, then what will happen is I will start with very small sins that I will try to hide because I don't want people to think bad of me. And uh, and then again, as we already discussed. that will b- b- balloon into a monster where i will hide everything you know i mean and if i don't have to live with the pressure of me as the legacy then i can be honest about my small sins and the b- balloon will never blow up into a, a monster um you know it would have been so much more god honoring if 10 years back ravi zakarias had come out in the open and said that due to my back injury and the when the massages started i saw that i am being tempted in this area uh, you know so i am taking a year off to reflect to repent that would have been so much more beautiful you know i mean things would have ended ended so so different but uh, you know but to but to preserve eventually for me it's pride uh, right i mean i want to preserve Uh, i mean the organization's name or my name and don't even realize where all this thing is um, you know going uh, to so i think that's something that i am learning myself which is which has been one reason where the lord has given me a lot of courage to be open about my struggles because the lord has taught me if you learn to be open about it it will be very difficult to keep hiding it Mm. you know that's the nature of how it is but if you keep quiet about it it will become very easy for you to keep hiding it and keep doing it you know behind closed doors um you know and some of the other things that i am um, uh you know learning is um, uh, you know you know actually is very you know very uh, very relevant for me because you know just yesterday i got a message from a friend Uh, where somebody is starting a christian ngo and was requesting me if i could be part of the board i uh, you know 
and then i am uh, you know thinking in my mind that no i don't want to be part of the board and me and suja we were having a conversation about uh, and about that and one thing that uh, you know one of the things that i am hesitant to put my foot into a lot of things uh, you know is because you know now that the lord has told me my particular struggles and temptations uh, what is most important for me is to uh learn to live in the light and not get into a lifestyle where i start judging my spirituality with oh i am the board of this organization i am an elder here and i am a this there and that there and because i was telling suja at the end of the day i believe biblically uh, there are very few things that the lord will hold me accountable for you know first it will be for my own spiritual life for how uh, i mean how i dealt uh, with my family uh, you know and the local church that the lord has put me uh, you know in and biblically i believe those are the only things i'll be held accountable for um, you know so then anything else that i bring into my life should be after i am reasonably certain that i am not neglecting any of these three um, you know and one of the things that i felt you know i i remember when his back issues had come up ravi zakaria's and he was traveling and then he would say you know i travel 300 days a year the thought that would cross my mind was shouldn't you stop doing that you know i mean if your i mean if your back is in such a bad shape and by god's grace you have actually built a an entire generation of new leaders um you know i mean why don't you just stay in uh, i think they were based out of you know atlanta i think in georgia why don't you stay in georgia now you know you have worked for 30 40 50 years right now just be faithful in your local church uh, you know preach once in a while uh, you know but i think that pressure and maybe even pride i mean i i'm i've never been in this place but even the little influence god gives me you know i feel that i am you know on no no in top of the world you know so for him maybe that was very difficult to let go of you know how can i yeah. stop going to harvard and princeton and here and there and everywhere else you know you know that's something that i'm learning again that um you know i have to be very careful to to guard those things which the lord will hold me accountable for you know? mm. yeah so no, a phenomenal points that you're bringing out johns uh and this discussion is going really well <laughs> to you know uh to really dig deep into i think you said what's the scope of responsibility that god's given that you need to be faithful first about and then how do you go from local to international <laughs> that's second third is how do you how do you pull back because you we are we are prompted to be prideful you know the the three categories of sin is lust of the eye lust of the flesh pride of life they're always there in every aspect of who we are it, it can go it, it will not go away till we die and that just knowing that and then knowing you said something about we'll, we'll try and explore that in terms of accounts settling with the lord right um both on earth as well as post life and that's an important topic that we can explore that's important right to 
And, and, and I think the refrain you will see in, in Acts, if I remember Acts, Jesus said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, mm-hmm. and the uttermost parts of the world. So you can't be uttermost parts of the world and not be faithful <laughs> in Jerusalem, right? Thinking about uttermost parts of the world, be, you know, not be faithful in Jerusalem, meaning where you are, your home, right? Yourself inside of you and then your home, and then everywhere else apart from that. One of my friends, his name is Biju, uh, you know, Biju Matthew, some of you, I don't know if you guys know or were introduced. Um, he said, you think local, God will worry about the international. <laughs> so I think that was, you know, that's, that was a good way to kind of say, mm-hmm. be faithful locally, God will take care of the international, right? You know, it was almost a dig at the the way the name was, Ravi Zacharias International Ministries. And sometimes you kind of lose perspective of the local, that is your own heart, your own mind, your own family, your own local church, your own neighborhood, your own workplace. You know, kind of lose perspective. And then we have this, you know, nebulous thinking that we want to be internationally recognized for some some things right um i don't know if you have any thoughts so around the question that i asked is what are some of the things that you're picking up in terms of lessons learned that you're processing through this well as the the truth started coming out and uh, uh, people started realizing that hey this is true and we started believing the truth one of the things that I was uh, happy about right from the start is that uh, the truth is out. And that's important because um, we should always celebrate the truth and the uh, revealing of truth, even if it is unpleasant, because uh, we believe that Jesus Christ was truth incarnate, right? And we are people of the truth. We, we believe in the truth. So even if it is unpleasant, uh, we always celebrate uh, and we consider it a good thing that truth has come out. So in this case, we are, I am more happy about the fact that the truth has come out, even if it means uh, his legacy has been destroyed. Uh, that would That's better than uh, this truth never coming out and his legacy continuing like that. So uh, I think that's something that has been uh, in my mind the whole time, uh, no matter what, whether it's good news or bad news, pleasant or unpleasant, uh, uh, we celebrate truth and we have nothing to hide. We have nothing to hide. We are not here to celebrate or to protect our heroes uh, because uh, we, we see them as God sees us, which is we are all sinners uh, living by God's grace, even in the ordinary things, right? Uh, in him, we live, we move, we breathe, we work. So we have nothing to uh, hide or protect people from. We just celebrate wherever truth uh, flourishes. And that's, I think, something that has been um, going on in my mind. Um, maybe more things will come out in the coming months. Uh, and it would be unpleasant, uh, but truth always triumphs. We, we just want to be open. So that's that's one thing that has been playing in my mind right, the whole time. 
Mm. I, I was just pulling up a couple of verses I just remembered. You know, Romans 13, 12 says, the night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. And Ephesians 5:11, both from Paul, take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. I mean, that could be, no more explicit verse that kind of talks yes. about exposing the works of darkness, right? John's to your point, you are not ashamed now of talking about some of the sins that you make. So why are we afraid? Why, you know, I know the legacy plays a role, pride plays a role, anything else that kind of plays a role for us to kind of live in this facade of this perfection that really doesn't exist. One of the things that, uh, you know, in the initial years was, uh, you know, maybe it was because, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, part of the teaching I was uh, given as a new Christian is that um, your testimony is uh, paramount, um, you know, uh, you know, so the way I understood it, it was, you have to always portray to the listener that Christ has somehow, you know, completely transformed you overnight. Uh, you know, did I want it to be the truth of my life? Of course I wanted it, uh, you know, but was that actually the truth of my life? No, you know, but then how do I present it? Because, because that's what, uh, you know, my spiritual mentors, are expecting, that's what the church is expecting, that's what my friends are expecting, that's what everybody is expecting. And then you start living this lie. Um, you know, I, I remember I keep telling this to my, you know, you know, in a lot of places. So, you know, when I was uh, in the hostel in college, um, you know, uh, you know, after a while, you know, my, my friends in the hostel, these are non-Christians, you know, friends in the hostel, they live with you, right? They see you in and out, in and out, in and out. So after a while, one of the friends in the hostel, he just, you know, barged into my room one day and I said, and, and he said, you know, John, what's your problem? I said, yeah, you are just an ordinary man with extraordinary claims. I don't know, such a slap on my face, but he was right. You know, I was just an ordinary man who had extraordinary claims. Um, you know, and because I had to live up to that, the only option I had was to suppress and hide all my struggles and temptations and everything. I have to keep it suppressed and hidden because, uh, you know, otherwise it will be a bad testimony. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, now my thinking is pretty much opposite, you know, is that every time I'm tempted and I struggle, if I bring it out in the open and share with my brothers, that, uh, you know, this has been a struggle, you know, can you pray for me? I'm the Lord has been holding me up, but I need prayers daily, monthly, uh, yearly, you know, and to be able to come, my, you know, tell my wife that, uh, you know, my, you, know uh, you know, today was not an easy day at work, you know, you know, you know because the temptations are strong, uh, you know, I don't, because, you know, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's, you know, that was a huge change in the way I looked at life. Uh, you know, that, you know, uh, you know, so, 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 so that what I present to myself and to others is that, yes, I am a sinner. 
you know you know but christ is a great savior and the fact that he actually holds me up you know i mean he actually gives me the uh, you know gives me stable ground to stand on um, you know that's actually what he is doing uh, you know so then slowly the pressure of portraying yourself as you know i have arrived you know look at me and learn from me you know that's taken off but but the idea is that yes the lord is doing uh, you know amazing things in my life uh, you know but for the grace of god you know i i i mean i know what i am capable of you know you know i mean in the very next moment i know what i am capable of you know so yeah i think that 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 Thank you friends for listening into that episode of Share the Well. Um it's a tough conversation uh and I think we continue next week um uh stay tuned and um uh, you know if you have any comments feel free to drop it in the platform that you um uh, stream your uh, podcast or visit our website sharethewell.community you will find that in the notes column I I you know I hope this has provided some level of hope some level of challenging our own lives um given the grim situation and the circumstances that we find ourselves in of the ones that really were influenced by Ravi um look forward to meeting you next week and hope you have a blessed week